Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am Athlete Tonight. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Friday. I don't know about y'all, but TGIF, it has been a very, very, very long week. But listen, football is back. So obviously, we're going to get into all of that. Welcome to I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. I got Omar Kelly in the studio with me, but it's not about him because my girl's in the building. Auntie Chantel Tremetere. What's up, Auntie? What's going on, Ashley? It's been a minute. I can't. I'm so happy to be back with you. Oh, and you too, Omar. I guess. Yeah, me too. See, I'm see, back with my girl, though. I, see, I had I, I got to tease you, Auntie, because you stood us up two weeks ago. Oh, but you had a very valid reason because you was hanging around with LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> And, and, then big, James. <laughs> and then you big timed us early this week. And, you know, we were like, what's the excuse now? Is, is it Kevin It was Durant? Travis Scott. No, it wasn't Travis Scott. Oh, well, Travis Scott's on the list, too. Travis Scott was there. <laughs> but Auntie no, was, he was on the list. He, Auntie was shooting hoops with Drake. Oh, well, that's not that impressive. Drake can't shoot. What? <laughs> we'll get into that. I now. can't wait to get into that. What up, Drizzy Drake, the sixth guy? But listen, I was more hyped about Travis Scott. That was cool. What, 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 what's going on? Some here? good stories. Some good there, stories. There's, there's Drake and then there's Travis Scott. There is a hierarchy of this whole thing. Travis is dope. Don't sleep on Travis. Travis is dope, but there's kind of a hierarchy. There's, there's Drake who's up here. I think it depends. I think it depends on who you ask. Okay, and I'm asking you. I'm, Ashley not the, I'm not the biggest like fan of Drake's. Like, I, I like Drake's music, but I'm also not like a Drake fanatic. Like, I don't run every time he drops an album. Like, I have to say, like, I haven't listened to like a Drake album in, in its entirety in a very long time. Like, the last album I listened in its entirety was probably either it was Nothing Was the Same or the album after that. Like, I like his old stuff. Like, oh, I like, you like old Drake? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. like you know, like, Take Care was a, a genius man, a album. A man can evolve. No, I'm not saying only it. I'm women just can saying, evolve. like... Men can evolve and share there's only, their emotions. There's only, there's, only a, there's only a handful <laughs> of artists who, like, I am, like, fanatics for and I listen to the albums through and through. It's Jay-Z, Kanye, uh, J. Cole... You know, Drake's just not that for me, but I, I respect his lyricism and his and his business mind. I don't respect his basketball skills that's mu that much, but that's a different conversation. Listen, speaking of Drake, let's get into that right now, because Drake showed off his jump shot skills against my guy, Carmelo three to the dome. Anthony, listen, 
Drake showed off his three-point stroke repeatedly in a skills contest against Carmelo Anthony. He visited Nike's headquarters in Oregon this week and participated in a three-point competition. Now, according to the footage obtained by XXL Magazine, um, he drained most of his shots, so it looks like his shot is improving. But in the end, of course, it wasn't enough to beat Carmelo. Listen, Auntie, you were there. What'd you think of, of Drake's shooting skills? Now, now look, I'm going to tell y'all this. Because I was literally right next to Melo when he hit. Mm-hmm. Melo needed that last shot to win it. Like, he only beat Drake by one shot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, look, I, you know. You're Melo. Early, early on. Drake, Drake's been working with my guy Lethal Shooter. So it explains, it explains a lot. You know what I mean? Look, I, and I'm going to give it up to two because he's been doing something. It doesn't hurt the basketball court in your house. Um and so he get Drake getting a lot of practice. But I tell you this, his shot really looked good. Like, yeah. it really looked good. He wasn't intimidated at all. You know, Tatum was in there and Russell Westbrook was shooting against him. You know, uh, they invited Travis Scott to shoot, but he instead sent a representative to shoot for him. Um, yeah, and he was, he was in the stands cheering, but he <laughs> sent a representative to shoot for him. Uh, but... Yeah, Drake took an L and then he took another L. But his shot looks pretty good. I got to give it to him. I got to give it to the nephew. I got to give it to him. And Omar, don't make fun of him sending a representative because he Travis knows his lane. He he knows his. He's like, look, my lane is not shooting threes. You're not gonna embarrass me out here in these streets. So I'm gonna send someone to do it for me on my behalf. I respect knowing your lane. That's 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 a key to life, right there. Okay, I can respect that. That, Yeah, he's pretty good. He. He, he was the headliner at the at the uh, Just Do It Maxim Awards last night, nice. and uh, and and Travis was amazing. Drake, phenomenal host. You know, I think he more often. He was so funny, and uh, jokes are dry and just funny. <laughs> it it was great. He had a great outing, and you know, was I, it I the celebration for the new LeBron Center that just opened up? Uh, no, that well, that well, that was part of the week. Um, JDI stands for Just Do It, and so um, LeBron did open up his new and amazing building uh, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, and then you know it was it was time to to give out you know Nike's out uh, what's called Maxim Awards, and they give award you know doing some great things like how we handled COVID and getting back to work and and the 50th anniversary. So they brought in 50 athletes um, in present. Wow. Um, it was pretty dope. I mean, Colin Kaepernick was there. You know, oh, Lisa, like, Cap. It, yeah, it was pretty dope. Nude, by the way, congratulations, yeah. Kaepernick. Yeah, new daddy. I didn't know that. But I, yes, yeah, he got a pretty good, pretty good opening. And then I got to shout out my girl Sky, fourteen-year-old skateboarder, number two in the world, and she was oh. there. And and that's my athlete. And so we were excited. And and then uh, you know, then Drake wanted wanted some smoke, and and. Uh, <laughs> Travis talked. Travis talked like he wanted some, you know, telling him like I was like, "Nephew, I will beat your ass from from half court." And he was like, "No, nah, never that, never that." But he didn't want to come on the court. But but your boy Drizzy came on the court with Auntie, so Listen, that didn't turn out too good. One thing about him, he's never afraid to put himself out there, and you have to respect that. And I, I definitely yeah. Now we we did shoot from half court in front of everybody, and and I missed a couple. He missed a couple, mm-hmm. and then it was time to get seats, and it was time for me to send him. So Auntie went on and knocked <laughs> it down, and he was like, "Oh, I will get one more to tie it up." I'm like, "Drink, you went first. I know. So go ahead. Right. <laughs> he shot it. He shot it again, and then he missed it. Um, and then we got back on video, and he says, right before the video, yo, we should have put up money. And I'm like, we got on video. I was like, yo, Drake said we should have money. Like, 
I said, I ain't got Drake money to put up against you, bro. Like, I'm putting yeah, up like that, $20. You, you would have won. So you would have you would have came I up should have, Like, we should have done under the one. Like, I got to put up a thousand. He would have had to put up a hundred thousand. And he probably would have pulled it out of his, his pocket or something. But uh, he was like, but you know what you did when I was like, what, Drake? And he was like, you want to cook So he said it. And, and uh, but he's he's a really good guy. And he was yeah. so gracious and he's had a lot of fun. It, it, it was it was, a, it was a fun. But he got, still got his ass whooped. And, and I don't know why Brandon didn't hasn't gone out and told like all his friends stop coming and an auntie because i ain't lost yet <laughs> stop it let's start that off with heated it, it's the male ego auntie it's the male ego right it's right we're well, we, we gonna keep gonna keep shutting down that male ego as long as me and ashley on the on the call we're gonna shut that down I know that's right. Listen, and speaking of egos and money and that whole conversation, that brings us to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Mm. Ravens because breaking news today, they have failed to reach a deal. Lamar Jackson turned down the Baltimore Ravens offer for a contract extension and is now betting on himself this season. On Friday morning, the Ravens announced that they were unable to come to an agreement on the new deal by the quarterback's self-imposed deadline. Now, if you guys remember, on Wednesday, Lamar told reporters that the deadline was Friday today for the Ravens to go ahead and end negotiations and reach a deal for his extension. And the Ravens put out a statement saying, despite best efforts on both sides, we were unable to reach a contract extension with Lamar Jackson. We greatly appreciate how he's handled this process, and we are excited about our team with Lamar leading the way. We will continue to work towards a long-term contract after the season, but for now, we are looking forward to a successful 2022 campaign. Now, Lamar will make $23 million this season and is expected to be franchise-tagged After the 2022 season. So I want to say that's around March that that franchise tag will kick in. Listen, the last time a Ravens quarterback turned down Baltimore's offer for a contract extension and played out his rookie deal Mm. was Joe Flacco in 2012. That year, Flacco went on to lead the Ravens to a Super Bowl title and then became the highest paid player in the NFL the following season. So, um, I'll start with you, Omar. I mean, what do you make of this whole situation? ESPN's Joe Buck came out the other day, yesterday, in fact, and said, listen, the reason that a deal hasn't been reached yet is, you know, going back to Lamar's lack of an agent. Do you think that played into it? Or do you just think that the Baltimore Ravens were just playing hardball, but Lamar was playing it better? Um, As somebody who met Lamar's mother last week Mm -hmm. um, when they were here at House of Athlete, um, doing some private stuff, mm-hmm. um, doing some business stuff, mm-hmm. and saw how mommy operated. Mm-hmm. Um, saw how Miss Jackson, um, I forget what her first name is, but um, saw how she operated. Mm-hmm. She bought that business. Mm-hmm. And I initially had doubts. I, I always think that an agent is smart play. There are tons of agents that are going to go out there and they will, they will, you can negotiate them down, especially when you're a quarterback about to get 30, $31 million, $31.5 million on the franchise tag, they will take 1%. And I don't think this is about money. Lamar trusts his mother. Lamar trusts his her business sense. And I've seen the way she does business and operates. And they'll walk away from the deal, which is why I said yesterday or whatever day earlier this week, I don't think a deal gets done. Yes, it was yesterday. I don't think a deal gets done because mama don't play. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, 
And I do believe here's the thing that people don't understand. And and we had this discussion yesterday um, and I'm a firm believer in it. There are two quarterbacks who have gotten fully guaranteed contracts, Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Deshaun Watson did it under some very odd and interesting circumstances, but the deal got done. He got a fully guaranteed contract. Guaranteed contracts in professional sports is not mandatory in Major League Baseball, NBA. It's not in their CBA agreement. It's just the culture of the league. Absolutely. For the NFL, the league that's going to have the hardest time to get the guaranteed contracts, it has to become the same thing where it becomes the culture of the league because the this, is, the, this is what a, this is what agents expect as the norm. Right. And if there is going to be a position that forces a team's hand to do that, it's going to be the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So when Kirk Cousin gets his his fully guaranteed contract, the next couple of guys, Russell Wilson didn't do it. Patrick Mahomes didn't do it. Um, uh, Josh Allen didn't do it. All the other quarterbacks who signed, they didn't do it. Then came Deshaun Watson. Then after Deshaun Watson, you get Kyler Murray, didn't do it. Russell Wilson, again, second opportunity at bat to get mm-hmm. a fully guaranteed contract, didn't do it. I believe Lamar is going to be the next guy who sets that norm. He's going to get a fully guaranteed contract. He's going to pass the Deshaun Watson bar. And the Ravens are just going to have to either do that or watch their franchise quarterback force his way out of Baltimore. These are your choices. Auntie, spit spit some wisdom in this conversation. If you're Lamar, I mean, what do you think is going through his head right now? And if you're the Ravens, what's going through your head right now? Right. I'm, I'm not as, as positive or as um, half the glass full as my boy Omar. <laughs> um, you know, I actually think, yeah, she about her business. And, and I'm not saying she's not a great agent or whatever, but at the end of the day, you know, we talk about 250, $260 million. Uh, and, <clears throat> you know, I just think it's gone on long. I do think if he had agent like a Drew Rosenhaus or, or, you know, big hitters, I think that a, uh, a deal would have already been done. Right. Right. A deal would have already been, you know, it's a big risk because, you know, if, if Lamar Jackson plays like Lamar Jackson from last year, right. And he gets hurt, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood over and he loses all negotiating power. Like he does. Um, and yeah, this, could he end up in Miami and, and be happy down there with Omar? Uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, get to. But but but, you know, I just I just think it's I don't think it's a win win situation for him. You know, I, I look at it the other one. I, I don't think he gets I don't think he has anything. I don't know. I, I think it's a lose lose situation. For him. You know, you you got it. One, you got to you think about it. You talked about Joe Flacco. And look where he is now. He's on the team anymore. You know, and, and when he got that big contract, that one good, uh, which they didn't they didn't win it. Right. And mm-hmm. then after that, you know, he was regular Joe. Um <laughs> And, and for what for what Lamar does, right, for how hard he runs, how fast, how many times he gets hit, you know, I just you take that guaranteed money when you can get it. Um, but that's off to him for standing I, his ground. I, I will say this, you know, Dak Prescott got injured and still got paid. You know, we, it's not like we haven't seen it happen before, but going back to, you know, without predicting the future and things like that and right. I'm about to preach something that's going is going to hit close to home right now. Um, Come on, to respect Lamar 
right. walking away from a deal that was not worthy of his worth. You know, it's 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 easy to kind okay. of go with the grain, right? It's right. comfortable to go with the safe route. It's comfortable to go with the thing that you know is going to result in the most immediate satisfaction and and the most immediate protection. The uncomfortable right. thing is to go against that. The uncomfortable thing is to bet on yourself. Absolutely. The uncomfortable thing is to do the complete opposite of what everyone around you is telling you to do. And it's not an easy decision to make by any means. Like it right. is gut wrenching. It is soul crushing. It is right. sleepless nights because who wouldn't want to go ahead and, and, and as humans, you want security, you know, security right. brings, you know, it brings security just to keep it like to keep it simple. So right. to go against that and say, no, this is not what I'm worth. This is not what I deserve. And to go a completely opposite direction when everybody is probably telling you go left and you say, no, I'm gonna go right because I trust right. myself and I trust my skill set. You're betting on yourself. And, and you're betting on yourself. Right. And it's not easy to do. But my dad right. has a saying that he loves to preach to me all the time. And that's fortune favors the brave. Mm. And you know, basically what that means for people who aren't familiar with the saying is a ch taking chances and not being afraid of failure and not being afraid of making the wrong mistake or maybe taking a different route to get to the same destination sometimes results in the best results, you know, but it's, right, not, an easy it's not an easy process. And I think right. Lamar is okay with that process. And I have to respect that because a lot of people would not walk away from that money. It's guaranteed. Wow. You know it's right. you no, know it's protection, and he said, "No, I'm worth more, so I'll wait for it." And I have to respect. Well, that. well I think, what, and what it is is like, I, and I, I'm with you, Ashley. Like, I, I um, Lamar for doing that, um, and hopefully it works out for him. Mm -hmm. uh, we're all cheering. That's it's not a dumb decision for him to walk away. What's dumb is the Ravens not taking this opportunity mm -hmm. to reward possibly the best quarterback that you have that. in franchise Absolutely. history and Absolutely. not giving him, not giving him what he's already given more than what Deshaun's given anyone, mm -hmm. right? What Hold Kirk on. Cousins has given one. Lamar is taking you to a Super Bowl. Like, look, no. at the end of I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me you too. Lamar is taking you to a lot more than what Cousins, Sean Watson have done. He's done much more for that franchise than Absolutely. any other quarterback has done. And for the, the the Ravens to be the one saying, not going to pay you what you think you worth. It should have been what we're going to put what we know you're worth to hold this on, franchise. Hold on, hold on, auntie. Let me let me counter. Come that. on. Let me counter that and and say the Ravens are right up there with your Steelers as one of the best run organizations in all of football. Their contracts, their business decisions Ozzie knew some selections. As, uh, you know, he's still he's still running that organization, even though oh, Omar, Omar, the best. Come on now, don't don't put them up with the Steelers in the best organization. How many oh, Super Bowls does the uh, How many Super Bowls does the Baltimore Ravens have? <laughs> don't come for Don't come for you know, Pittsburgh. Listen, and, and how many how many times they won that AFC? I, I'm not going to, there. To we're not we're we're not going <laughs> to argue about which one is best. I said they're up there, Auntie. Okay, it's, okay, but watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Pittsburgh has also taking care of their franchise quarterback because and he, why? And, and because he wasn't the most, he, he, right. he, was, he, he didn't have the cleanest talented. path either. So, right. but he wasn't the most talented, but, but they understood his worth to that organization. Yes. Other, quarterbacks are different to their organizations and it's about the organization understanding that worth. And I do not think 
that the, I know that the Ravens are not giving him what he is worth organization. And I think it's disappointing too, because for two reasons, one, it does feel like they're taking advantage of the fact that Lamar is not someone who is part of this big agency and has this mm. big, hold on, this big superstar, you know, agent, because had he right. had one, this deal would have been ironed out already. Fact, but, it would have been but, done. It would have been done. So I think I think they dragged their feet a little bit and, and are playing a, a little bit more hardball than they were than they would be if he was signed to a CAA or, you know, right. a, a WME or I, whatever. I, I and then on exactly. the other side of that, hold on, on the other side of that, what is the alternative? Let's 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 play devil's advocate here, right? You're mm -hmm. the Baltimore Ravens. I'm Lamar Jackson. And we're going back and forth, back and forth this entire offseason and before this as well. And you're like, we're not giving you that deal. And I said, why? Well, I, I don't want this deal. I want a different one. We're not giving you that. Take this one. And you're playing hard. What's your alternative? You can't get a quarterback in the draft to replace me. It's not like Lamar Jackson's are running around, you I, know, in the draft. You know what my what is your is? alternative? I slap you with the franchise tag and exclusive rights franchise tag. And you either play on it or you don't play. And you sit out football and, and don't get an accrued season. What's your alternative after that? Then I slap it with slap you. What's your again. alternative after that? I don't have an alternative. That's after my that. point. So like, uh, but that, all that you're doing you is pro it, all you're means, doing is prolonging the inevitable. That's true, and you're probably gonna piss me off. Right. And and that's you know they said we're gonna come back and try to do this and get back to the table. I, I I've never believed teams and organizations when they say. We're not we're not going to talk about the contract during the season. I, I've talked to plenty. of. Oh, that's a lie for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I've talked to plenty of people and GMs and executives who and deals get done. They, you know, when teams make 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 respectable offers in November. Right. But right before the season ends or when a player's hurt and they say, OK, Lamar, you just got hurt. Now, you now you know what these risks are. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you know, the, the potential because that's what they're right. banking on. That's what they're banking on. They're banking on an injury forces Lamar's hand mm -hmm. or injury changes his style. And, and that's what the fear is as well. That's why I wouldn't give him a Deshaun Watson deal. I would. But that, you making our point, though, Omar, like we're talking about like a Baltimore knowing his worth. And if you're if you're an organization, I'm banking on my superstar quarterback get hurt. So that we no. have the upper hand with negotiations. No, and I go I back to Ashley's point. I'm I go back to Ashley's point. Right. Well, I go back I, to Ashley's point. Well, you said that they were banking on it. No, the, I go back to point that that, um, you know, at the end of the day, like he is worth this. He, he is. He no. He is. There is no alternative. Hold on. Hold on. He is worth the one hundred and sixty five million dollars in guaranteed money that Russell Wilson got. No question. He's not going to accept that. What he wants is the two hundred and thirty million dollars get fully guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. But why? But well, my why is, is he not why worth is he it? Not worth that. Played, Thank you. Why yeah, is he, he not worth that? And Deshaun Watson didn't and hasn't proven anything. Hadn't played a down in Cleveland. Because still won't for the first ten games, and he's worth two sixty. And you're telling me I'm in the same. I'm in the same, same division, division as this man. Yes. And we've won this division. When is the last time we won this division? And he's and an you're telling player. me I don't. The only the only difference is the agent. No, the only difference. Fact. That's Cleveland, the only difference. The only difference is yes. have overbid in all areas to actually get the quarterback. Who was who was they bidding against? Atlanta. They were bidding against all the teams in the NFL. 
they were not given. They weren't given that Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta wasn't had given already it. reneged on, on no, no, wanting no, no. to go after him. No, nope. they, they already pulled out. No, yeah, all, they pulled out. All those teams pulled out when the money got too high. When 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 the when the stakes got too high because Cleveland bid big, I believe Atlanta was a, was a, was a runner up. It was Atlanta and Cleveland at the end. And Atlanta's when the bidding got ridiculous in in their mind, they pulled out, and that's how he ended up in Cleveland because at the last minute he was going to be a hometown player in Atlanta. Then the ball, then the Cleveland Browns said. Here go that $230 million fully guaranteed contract. My question to you, though, my question to you, though, is this. And before we go to breaks, my last question to you is, okay, sure. You don't want to pay him now. You you don't want to pay him next year. You don't want to pay him. Eventually, it's going to cost you more than it would in this moment in time because you do not have an alternative. There's not another Lamar Jackson two years from now in the draft. Every time you wait on a quarterback, if he continues to play at the level that he's playing at, it's going to cost you more. My point, no goal, my point goes back to there is no alternative. They're playing hard right. with the simple fact that they can without thinking about the fact that two years from now, we're going to have to shell out a whole lot more cash if we don't right. pay this like guy Dallas right now. And then what, happen, and what happens if they franchise him for two years in a row? What if they have franchise him for in a row? He's pissed that they're franchising him. Two yep. years from now, the Baltimore Ravens go and win a Super Bowl, and then you lose your Super Bowl winning because y'all didn't want to uh, give me what I was worth then. Now you want Now I'm worth something? Because mm. I won a, a, a Super Bowl, and because guess what? It went in the Super Bowl. Guess who ain't? The man is about to make $260 million. Let's go, football fans. It's Larry Fitzgerald. Join me, Tom Brady, and Jim Gray on Series XM each week throughout the NFL season for Let's Go. Find out what makes Tom and Larry two of the greatest of all time. You know, the competitive fire still burns, and I want to get out there and I want to have a great season for everybody. And I've always felt like I play for the name on the back of my jersey, and I play for the name on the front of my jersey, which is the Bucks and my family. Every Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. And listen whenever you want with the SXM app. Let's go, baby. Let's go. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back 
to the show, everybody. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. And listen, last night was abysmal if you happen to be an L.A. Rams fan. Luckily, I am not. But the reigning champs were dominated in the same arena they won their rings in and hoisted the Lombardian just last season. You sound petty as hell. I mean, I like a little They got their ass whooped. They got (laughs) their ass whooped. Come on now. We can cuss on here. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss, Omar Kelly, Auntie Chantel. But listen, we also have a special guest in the building to break down exactly what went wrong with the L.A. Rams. Kirk Morrison, Sirius XM NFL radio and pre, half and post game show host of L.A. Gridiron Weekly. Welcome to the show, Kirk. Man, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up? Welcome. Listen, I got I got to ask you first and foremost. Let's 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 just get into it. What the hell happened last night? I mean, they got their butt kicked. I mean, that's <laughs> how she want me to say it. Um, they you got humbled last night. Yeah, I, I could have, you know, but then you know, I also work for, for Disney too. I got to watch out, you know what I mean? I'll say it but, for you. <laughs> but no, they got their butt kicked, man. Let's be real. Uh, they were the defending champions. They came in last night. They had the the banners waving and. Uh, the fans, the celebrities, and everything. And a lot of times we talk about the the, the, the hangover that, that may happen, right? The, mm. the 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 hangover of winning a Super mm. Bowl. And that's what I saw last night, a team that walked into their own venue and thought that it was going to get handed to them. And they didn't realize that the Buffalo Bills was trying to go get, get their respect. Like this is a franchise that I finished my last two years in the NFL playing with. And they've always had that underdog mentality It's us against the world. And mm-hmm. yesterday they was coming for respect and they went and took it. They kicked in the front door. They sat on your couch. They sat on the, in, your, in your favorite chair. They took, <laughs> they pride and just left and went back to western new york and to buffalo so that's like, honestly like what when, happened it was like when debo would steal a bike on friday no it, it, yes. it, was more like, it, was, it was more like the dave Chappelle skit with um with um rick james but he's on it you know bam your, you know f your couch, f yeah. your couch. yes it, 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 right. listen matthew stafford learned the hard way ain't no fun when von miller ain't on your team huh <laughs> But you know Facts. what? I, so I have, look, I have a question. I have a question. I don't mean to be asking sure. before Ashley does. Look, Kirk, <clears throat> I know your career. I know your career with the with the Raiders. And and look, one of your last seasons with the Raiders, um, Gerard Warren, supposed to be a really yeah. really good defensive tackle, and a lot of people say it was his lackluster play that you know caused that that. Him having a better year would have helped you have a better year. Mm-hmm. And so, and the fact that you lead, you led the team in tackles for four years, right? Um, right. And that's up then. And the biggest problem was they were saying, you know, Morrison is having to tackle so much because he wasn't getting any help from his defensive line, from his, from his defensive line. You had one of the, one of arguably the best defensive linemen in football, right? But yesterday yeah. he has two tackles. Um, you know, Bobby Wagner has seven, your cornerback has eight. Do you think that was a big problem? Because, you know, what um, they ran for, the Bills ran for 121 yards. Obviously, the Rams ran, rushed for 52 yards. Do you, is that an issue up front? No, I think it's in the NFL. I don't care who you are. You got to prove it. 
And mm. Stefan Diggs, if you didn't know he was that dude, he is that dude. And he let mm. you know last night, he went right at Jalen Ramsey. And right. then on top Smoked of that, he, he, tapped, he, tapped, he tapped his head a couple times after that touchdown. And we all right. know in the urban neighborhood, that means that, yeah, I just big boyed you. We knew that. Right. And so that's one of the things that we saw. I saw yesterday was not necessarily the defensive performance of the Rams. Right. It was more the execution of Ken Dorsey, who's a first-time offensive mm-hmm. play caller with the Buffalo Bills. And what mm-hmm. he did, his game plan was, I'm not going to throw it deep. I'm going to dink and dunk and force the Rams to have to go tackle. How do you stop Aaron Donald? Don't allow him to go north and south. Make him go right. east and west. And that's what they did. And then all of a sudden, you get bottled up into trying to stop the run and stop the dinks and dunks, and boom, that's when they hit you with the shots over the top. So I thought it was more about what Ken Dorsey did than what the Rams did defensively. I mean, they think about it. The score was 10 to 10 at halftime. Right. Okay. The Rams right. turned the Rams caused four turnovers of the Buffalo Bills. They just didn't. Right. I, this is what I was telling folks the other day, Auntie. I said, like this, look, or last night, the Rams had 10 points at halftime. The Rams ended the game with 10 points. So one team made adjustments, one, another team didn't. That's right. basically how it was summed up. But it, but if Jalen Ramsey is, is your defensive back, right, on your right. squad, and he gives up 158 yeah. uh, point passer rating, what what do you tell him in the locker room? Because, you know, he out there saying, yo, I'm the best. Like, you know, man. Man. <laughs> and he got, he got picked on. No barbecue yesterday. chicken, not bacon. Right, he got picked on. What, what do you I'm say sorry. as a teammate? Like, bro, like, you know, come on now. He, like, what do you say to him? You know, the thing about it is there's nothing that needs to be said because the next day you all go into a meeting room and coach going to put on that tape. Mm. And the one thing that we always say, the tape don't lie. The eye in the sky don't lie. And so when you man-to-man, one-on-one, you got to make those plays. You got to make, you know, especially what Jalen Ramsey, he is an all-pro cornerback, one of the best in the NFL. People say he's the best cornerback in the NFL. But that also means that everybody's trying to take that crown from you. And so last night, that's basically what happened. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, they weren't scared of Jalen Ramsey. They went right at him, and they didn't mm-hmm. care what happened. And, and they, they won their one-on-one matchups throughout the game. Kirk, obviously it's a it's a long season. And just like in the NBA, the first the first week results in a lot of hot takes and panic takes and extreme takes. And that's what we love about football sports in general but looking at it from a more analytical standpoint there are some holes with this LA Rams team holes that we didn't see last season because they were a better team from top to bottom I would say a more complete team so looking at the game last night again taking into consideration there's a lot of football left to be played what concerns you the most and can they fix it to be real, what concerned me the most, Ashley, was everybody got paid. Ooh. And so when everybody got paid and they get full, sometimes you don't work as hard, right? Think about it. That offensive mm. line, everybody got paid. The head coach got paid. The general manager got paid. Aaron the Donald quarterback got paid. paid. Aaron Donald, Donald got paid. Cooper Cup got paid. got paid. Yeah. Everybody so got paid. think about it. Everybody get a little fat. You get paid. You feel a little comfortable with yourself, mm. right? You're sitting You're up, kicking rain. your feet up. Yeah, and that's and that's what happened. As a champion, I mean, can can a loss like this motivate them, drive them to sort of get their act together? I said the best. 
the best thing that happened to the Rams was that they got embarrassed in week one. Okay, that, that was the best thing that may have happened for their season. I'd rather them have that loss in week one than in week 12, week 13. Mm-hmm. You have it in week one. Now everybody's been put on notice because we know in this NFL world that we in now, the Rams became memes last night. I'm seeing Jalen Ramsey memes of burnt toast. Like, like that's, <laughs> that's the kind of the world that we live in now to a point where he doesn't have to hide anymore. Everybody's going to say, Hey, this ain't the same Rams team. And then, you know, we see that there's weakness in right. the Rams. And so now for them, like you mentioned, Actually, there's still 16 games left. Of in the course. Season. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's, it's, that's a full season. So they understand that last night we got embarrassed. And I, I promise you, they got, they're going to look like a much better team next week against the Atlanta Falcons when they played them in week two. Before, Kirk, before, do you bring – my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Auntie. Go do ahead. You, Kirk, do you uh, – you know, Cooper Cup had 128, 130 yards yesterday. Not much help from anybody else. Do you, right. if if you're a GM, do you do you get on the phone with Odell and 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 put a little bit more pressure on him coming back? Uh, uh, Odell what, was what throwing shade on Twitter at, as his, right. at his former team. Right. I don't know if y'all right. Right. That. He, he, he was showing some love to the he Bills. Said, he said Bills mafia crying face emoji. <laughs> right? Do you get on the right. line with him? What do you do? Well, first of all, it's about Odell's uh, health. When he's a hundred percent and he's available, then you make that phone call. I've always said that the Rams team that they have now is better than they, the team that they had last year to start the season. Remember the Rams realized their holes and their deficiencies during the season. And they had a general manager. that's not afraid to go out and bring Bob Miller over to go out and get OBJ. So this team is far from done. They're going to make some moves. They're going to figure it out. It's only week one. You don't necessarily panic. But what I do think is I'm just talking about guys getting paid. Allen Robinson, was their prize acquisition. He's the one that got paid, and yet you threw the ball to him one time, one catch for 12 yards, and then gave him another target when the game's already in the balance. Something that has to be fixed, and that's something that Matthew Stafford is going to have to figure out as well. I've always loved this about the NFL, even in college football. Every year you have to set, you got to figure out what's your identity. You're never going to be the same team year after year. Your identity changes because teams are going to look at you differently. They're going to guard you differently. They're going to try to go against you offensively differently. So what's the Rams' identity? Mm-hmm. And so last night, they got slapped around a little bit. So they got to figure out who are we going to be. They got to get tougher in the trenches. That's one thing for sure. Kirk, before we let you go, quick thoughts on Matthew Stafford did not look so hot, you know, was was getting beat multiple ways. Some of those throws, a lot of those throws were very questionable. Rush was not throwing that ball away when he had the opportunity to do so, resulted in some picks. Obviously, the Bills defense didn't go ahead and help the situation any, but any any concerns (laughs) there, you know, as you look towards the rest of the season? Yeah, I I think actually it's still kind of what I was talking about It's. It's still going to be a work in progress. The Rams are a team that don't play their starters in the preseason. And last night it looked like that. It looked like a team that was out there playing for the first time since February 13th when they played in the Super Bowl. So to me, I think that's what really stood out to me the most. The Buffalo Bills played their starters during the preseason, and they looked like they were in midseason form in week number one, especially in the second half. That's where Matthew Stafford – He's going to have to figure it out. And look, I think that no one feels worse than anybody on that team than Matthew Stafford because it was his performance, his three interceptions 
that led to the way the Rams got beat up offensively. And the offensive line is going to need to be fixed. So I, I said it again. I'll say it again. Them losing week one, national TV, opening night, banner night, that one's going to sting. That one's going to hurt all week long as everybody, that's all everybody's going to talk about that I promise you, they cannot wait to kick that game off against the Atlanta Falcons in about nine days. So that's what happens, and they'll, they'll be much better for it. Matthew Stafford will be much better for it. Kirk, thank you so much for joining us. You guys, make sure you listen to Kirk Morrison on SXM NFL Radio and also 710 ESPN LA as the host of LA Gridiron Weekly. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.